Hello and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Brazil and this is the show where I get to talk about sports, I get to talk about business and everything in between. And today I have an incredible guest, NBA champion, bronze medal winner, McDonald's All-American, Richard Jefferson. Richard, how you doing today, man? Uh, I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me, man. The pleasure, believe me, is all mine. Richard is joining us on behalf of Shamrock Farms Rockin' Protein, his go-to protein beverage that helps him keep fresh and ready because even in retirement, Richard is staying active and fit, and we are watching a lot of bubble basketball. So I have to ask the first question. I mean, I, I assume you love it because we got a double bang out of Mike Breen the other day with the Luka shot. So oh, He could have hit him with a – I don't know if he's ever done a triple bang – but I could have been a triple bang. So it was awesome, man. I'm loving basketball, man, because obviously we miss so much of sports over these last few months and our country and the world has been in such a unique place. So getting back to normalcy uh, is something that has been very, very important. And these NBA guys, um, I'm jealous because I wish I could be contributing to it, but they have not let us down. They have kept the message uh, for what they wanted to fight for and the attention. They've kept it on brand and they have delivered. You know, you look at TJ Warren and you look at what Dame Lillard and what Luka Doncic is doing. And it's just it, it's been beautiful to watch that these guys were such professionals during the quarantine that some of them, I feel like, got better during this time where you didn't have access to the courts, you didn't have access to all of the trainers and all of the stuff, but they were so, so focused and, and they've shown up. And, and with that in mind, considering what's happened with some of these young guys, Lucas specifically, like you get a three month period off, that's almost an off season, right? So some of them have taken advantage of this time and had this weird mini off season. I mean, what have you seen specifically from some of these guys who have made these gigantic leaps during this period well, of time? Well, I, I think for me, uh, personally, what I've noticed the most is that guys were new. I think guys felt like they were always going to come back. None of these guys just, and a lot of guys took this time to improve their bodies. You look at what James Harden did. You look at what Carmelo did. You look at uh, what uh, Nikola Jokic did. You look at what these guys did over, over this time. And those are just guys that had notable weight loss, but there are guys that were able to rehab injuries and come back. You saw Nurkic came back, Zach Collins, who unfortunately got injured. Uh, but even Giannis, there was talks of like his knee injury was a little bit not more severe, um, you know, and was going to need a couple of weeks. So for him to be able to get off it, um, I've actually been impressed too with some of the older players like Chris Paul, LeBron James, these guys that these type of layoffs that can really affect your focus and your routine. It doesn't matter what it is. If you've had the same routine for 15 years, if it gets thrown off, it can take you time to get back. But these guys were all locked in and it's a compliment to their professionalism. And I think it's incredible. And again, it's been so much fun to watch and, and enjoy. And with the uncertainty, I'm kind of curious, say, let's let's put Richard Jefferson in the bubble for a second. So you have all this uncertainty. We don't really know what's going on. There's no fans, which kind of stinks, but it's still a lot of fun. From a physical and a mental standpoint, what would you, assuming you'd be there, what would you have done to really keep your yourself straight and keep on the straight and narrow to, again, improve, but also keep yourself uh, you know, very consistent during this time? It's tough, man. I, I don't feel for these guys. Like, just in the instance, look, Portland has the opportunity. They win game one. So then, you know, lose game two in a tough one, but then game three would have typically been in Portland. That would have been the shot in the arm that they needed to really be like, okay, we're tired. But, like, going around the entire city, there's blazer gear everywhere. Walking into that arena, hearing 15,000 people erupt. Just it would have been an epic moment. I think if they, I think the series, they're the most perfect example 
of I personally feel of a series being tied 2-2 instead of 3-1 if they had the opportunity uh, to play in front of their home crowd. So I think it's been difficult for some of these players. And it's not like everything is the same for everyone else, but you also know that there is a, a, a residual impact. Even, you know, we talk about Denver or Utah. That series, not so much because both teams play at elevation. Um, Denver even being a little bit more higher than Utah. But normally, Denver has that home court advantage because you're trying to play like at an elevation. And if you're not accustomed to it, like I said, the Utah uh, series is different because both those teams play at elevation, but that's a home court advantage for those guys. And then lastly, I'll say like the Lakers, LeBron James ha- has only played in front of sold out houses. And since he was, I don't know, 16. Mm-hmm. So for a guy like that to now have to muster up what something different than what he's always known. Um, I, I think that that has been a little bit trying for him, but I think he's starting to get his rhythm and get into playoff mode. Yeah, everyone was worried about the Lakers. I know some people that took the bet on the Portland Trailblazers. And I was like, I don't think so. I'm pretty confident LeBron and AD will figure it out. Did you have yeah. any, was there any cause for concern along the way? A hundred percent. The way I would try and describe it to people is that if a gun is sitting on the table, you don't have to be fearful of the gun. But you have to have a certain amount of respect for what that gun could do. Mm. And that's the way it is with with Damian Lillard. It's not so much that they were fearful of Damian Lillard, but it was like they respected what he is capable of. And I think in game one, you saw it. Uh, and I think the Lakers, to, to, to Portland's credit, Lakers made no shots in game one. They made zero shots. They were god-awful. It was like hard to watch. But the Lakers kept with it. And then they hit a couple of shots. Then they had a couple more shots and people were like, they can't play big ball. And it's like they, the way that the reason why the Lakers have to play um, big basketball is because they don't have elite shooters. And so if you don't have elite shooters, you have to be volume shooters. And the only way for the Lakers to be volume shooters is to get more shots than the other team. That's obvious. But and the only way for them to do that is to play big, get offensive rebounds, defend the glass very well. They had 10 more shot attempts than the Portland Trailblazers did in game one. They just didn't make any of them. Mm-hmm. But if they were to keep that going and shoot 28% instead of 12% from the three-point line, they would they would have won that game. So the Lakers did a good job of not panicking, staying within themselves, and saying like, hey, we're going to keep doing it. We just got to make a couple more shots. And they made a couple more shots. And, you know, that's been the difference in the series. But their defense has been epic. Yes, 39% every single night. It's been about epic. Yeah. Last night watching, you know, obviously 824 Kobe night, they had the black mamas. They were looking good. They were feeling good. And that game was over within about three or four minutes, but I watched all of it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's amazing, I watched it all. You, it was, you watch, no, you watch it all because you're just waiting for Dame to start hitting half court shots. And unfortunately he had a little knee tweak, but you know, you're still waiting for it. So with the bubble, just a couple more questions. And again, Richard Jefferson, NBA champion. So I grew up, uh, I'm here in New Jersey, grew up a Nets fan. Really the first couple. We're in Jersey. We're in Jersey. uh, We're in Bridgewater. Bridgewater, New Jersey, uh, Central New where, Jersey. Where's that? Central New Jersey. Okay, yeah, okay. Not, I, never, I, I never made it into Jersey that often. I only made it to a couple of places, like inside of Jersey. I went to, uh, I went to Jersey Shore one summer, hung out there, there up at Point Pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a just going to get. Places. I was supposed to get married at Point Pleasant in like two weeks, but we had to close it down, unfortunately. No way. I told you, I went there one Labor Day. And for me, it was like, I went there and it was like, people were nuts. And I was like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And I'm like, 
I play for the New Jersey Nets. I'm at the shore in New Jersey. What do you mean? What am I doing yeah. here? But then I was like, yeah, I probably I'm just going to come back out west next time for like a Labor Day. But it was fun. Enjoy yourself, man, of course. But no, yeah, yeah. Uh, those those uh, those two two finals runs in the beginning, that's kind of like how I started watching basketball. So this has awesome, been a lot man. of fun for me. But considering the bubble again, you know, obviously we know you have the incredible podcast, Road Trippin'. You have Channing Fry on there. How much fun would you have had in the bubble if you could be rolling with the podcast right now? Just constant people lining up outside your door to get on the show. Oh, my God, it would be awesome. And it, you know what's so funny is that because if you're familiar with the podcast, it's not really an interview podcast. It's more of like, let's sit around, drink a glass of wine and tell stories. We don't know. We might have a couple of things based off of like how well we know the person. But like most of the time, like we would sit there and just tell stories and just crack jokes and have fun. And man, I, 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 I I've said this a few times, man. It's so cool to be a part of the first like in-season podcast, the first ones that athletes ever did. And now they're everywhere, but there is still something like I'll always be proud and feel like we contributed to it. Was it going to happen eventually? Yes. Just like everything else, but to just have it in my brain and be like, yeah, we should do this. And it was not easy to get it up off the ground, to do the equipment, to do that. I didn't do the editing that goes to my man, Rafa and Allie Clifton, but it was like to get a team together that did all of these things and we're still doing it now. And it makes it a lot of fun, man. And I, I was just glad to be a part of it. I love it. And last question about the bubble. You brought up the wine. We've know CJ McCollum. He has his podcast. We all know about that. And we're starting to see some some business. As I said, I need to talk a little business with you. We're starting to see some businesses pop up in the bubble. CJ has his uh, room set at 54 degrees to make sure that wine is nice and good for everybody that comes through that he's selling bottles to. Uh, Jimmy Butler selling $20 cups of coffee. A little, little too rich for my taste, but it is what it is. If you're in the bubble, I got to ask, are you are you starting your yoga studio? What, what are we doing? How are you making a couple bucks off your friends? I don't know, man. I think I would be the podcast, right? Like, you know, if you do a podcast well enough, you're going to generate income. So I think it would be the podcast. Um, and, and, you know, that's probably where I would do it because like, if you can get these guys in there and sit them down and let them talk for an hour, you're going to generate income, but it's also a positive thing. Like I would have CJ on and be like, CJ, let's talk about your wine. Tell me how you got into this. So it's like, you're contributing to whatever causes that they want to. And then also, I think there it would have been a great opportunity to get guys together and talk about, you know, the, the social justice and, and the things that have been going on, uh, you know, in this country and on, on this planet. So that's how I would have, you know, used my platform, you know, because, you know, if you do a podcast, well, you make some money, you get some advertising, but that's what I would focus on more than just like hawking, like, uh, I'd hawk, I'd sell content, not, uh, not drinks or coffee or any of that stuff. Hey man, whatever to each his own. And then just tell us a little bit about the partnership that you're here with. We really appreciate them allowing you to come on a bit. So I want to give you a couple minutes on that as well. Oh man, this is so, so awesome, man. So I grew up in Arizona. I'm an Arizona local kid and I grew up, you know, with the, the Shamrock farm signs all over our town. They're, they're, they're local there. And, uh, you know, when they called me, it was something that I grew up drinking. It tastes amazing. It's so good. And that's what I grew up drinking. And so when they called me, uh, and the only way I can equate it, it's like, you know, locally for me at Arizona, it's like when you grow up wearing Nikes and wearing your favorite player shoes and all of a sudden Nike calls you and you're like, Hey, do you want to be a Nike athlete? You're like, so glad you called. Yes, I do. This is what I dreamed. So, you know, for them to call and offer me a partnership and ask if I would love to be involved, it's like, 
it's easy to be passionate about something that you believe in, that's a product that you use, something that you drink. Like I said, it tastes amazing. Even now working out and training, because I, I, I have to stay fitting in these suits, but I'm not doing basketball, you know, four hours a day. So, you know, just trying to be healthy and trying to make sure that I stay in shape. And that's just something that has been a part of my routine. You know, I, I, you know, everybody knows, you know, you do your workouts, you lift, you run, you get some protein in your body. Uh, and, and that's been my protein for a very, very long time. I love it, man. Nice, authentic deal for us there. Richard yeah, Jefferson, yeah. as I've already said, NBA champ, bronze medal winner for Team USA, McDonald's All-American, all-around great guy, podcast host, not too much like myself. But Richard, yes. really appreciate your time today, man. Thank you so much. Man, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you having me. And go Nets, man. Yes.